Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Well, Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We exalt your name for this morning. Give us the knowledge and the wisdom. May we receive a word which is in season, preparing us for the days we are living in, strengthening us and empowering us. May we not leave this place half blessed but fully blessed. Equip our faith and strengthen our hopes in you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we are going to start looking at um, the issues of faith. We're going to look at an aspect of faith which is normally not preached because we hear the faith series. We read about the faith. We read about um, what the Bible talks about faith. And most Christians believe we have faith. Well, I don't know. But I believe you have faith. If you don't have faith, you wouldn't have been here. So I believe you have faith. But do we have people or Christians whose faith is fake? Hallelujah. Everybody believes they have faith. Everybody thinks we have faith. I believe in God. I have faith in God. God will do it. But this morning, we want to look at fake faith. When faith becomes fake. We want to see whether your faith is fake or is genuine. Whether the faith we have is genuine or is fake. And uh, this subject is very interesting. Amen. We look at things like proactive faith. We look at characteristics of faith. Fake faith. What, what are the characteristics of faith that is fake? You look at some of these things and, 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 and you need to get it so that you can correct your faith if it is becoming fake. So today we are starting by looking at fake faith. When faith becomes fake. James chapter 2. What profit do you have, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and have no works, can faith save him? Hey, but the Bible said that for we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace through faith. And James is saying that can faith save a person? Let's continue. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say unto them, depart in peace but be ye warm and filled notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? 17 So faith by itself if it has no works, is dead. 18. 
But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I, by my works, will show you my faith. Amen. So, the Bible talks about the issues of faith. That faith by itself is not relevant. It's not enough to have faith. But if you're going to have faith, then faith must go with works. And James said, you can have faith if it doesn't have works. It's dead. And he said, but if you have works that accompanies your faith, then your faith is alive. So faith can be fake by a lot of people. If your faith carries no accompanied works with it, it's fake. It's not genuine. It's dead. Hallelujah. Faith, as we see, has two-way dynamics. Every faith has two-way dynamics. According to the scripture. So anybody who says you have faith, you must have the two dynamics of faith operating in your life in order for your faith to be complete, effective, and productive. Else you may carry faith, but your faith will do you no good. Hallelujah. We have the spiritual dynamics and the physical dynamics of faith. The spiritual is the commitment to continue believing in hope for that which we believe God will offer to us. So if you say you have faith, you must continue believing in God, hoping that what you are believing in God, God will deliver it or he will offer it to you or to us. So the day you stop believing God for what you hope and you know he can do it, your faith is no more strong and is no more effective. You have break the spiritual aspect of it. Hallelujah. So, Faith must always have a continuous believing character in the Christian. Every day. You must continue believing. You must continue believing. Whether it's 20 years, continue believing. Whether it's 10 years, continue believing. That is the reason why every Sunday we come to hear the word of God. So that our faith will be renewed. Because faith cometh by heart. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God has made it that every Sunday, every Sabbath, we come to his presence to hear his word. That our faith will be renewed and we shall continue believing in him until we receive what we hope that he will offer. Hallelujah. The second one is the physical dynamic, which is the act to continue doing the physical activity necessary to produce what we are believing God for. So, faith has a physical aspect which is action. Works. Doing. An activity. So, what you are believing God for and you continue believing God for, there is something you must do physical in order to release it. Hallelujah. In other words, if you are only believing God, sitting down believing God and not doing what you are supposed to do physically your faith 
It's fake. It's useless. It's dead. And a lot of folks in church are just living and believing and putting up no action. In fact, some of us, we don't even know the physical requirement that our faith is demanding us to do. Most people don't know. But everything you are believing God for, there's a physical aspect of it that you must put into practice or you must do. Amen. Let's move on. Fake faith. Faith becomes fake when we fail or stop doing the physical activity it requires and just believing. So your faith is never fake because you are believing God. But your faith becomes fake when you stop doing the physical aspect or you fail to do the physical aspect of it. It becomes fake. So that means only believing God for something is fake. You get no results. Amen. When we continue reading James, you see that James will tell you that even Satan believes. And I'm telling you, Satan believes God more than you. Or you don't know. Satan believes God more than us. Because the guy knows the power of God. And he knows what God is capable of doing. He knows. That is why Satan could tell God that God, if it was not you, Job is nothing. Because Satan believed in the power of God's protection around us. And he knows that if God takes his protection out around us, he can destroy us. But as long as the protection of God is around us, he cannot touch us. And he believed that strongly. So he said, God, if only you can remove your protection, I can have access to their life. He believes. And it is not enough for just being a believer. I'm a believer. Listen, we are believers, but we are Christian believers. Because everybody believes something. There's nobody under this surface of the earth who does not believe. Everybody believes. If you don't believe anything, you believe yourself. Hallelujah. If you don't believe yourself, then I think we don't know what to do again. If you can't believe in yourself, Amen. So, in other words, faith becomes fake when it has no works. Which is also known as what? Useless faith. Hallelujah. So, do we have people who have useless faith? Yes. We have people who have useless faith. Their faith is useless. And it will be very painful to be, st to, be, to be staying in God. And your faith is useless. Useless means your faith cannot be used. Which is very sad. Because this thing, God is not interested for you believing. God is interested in the substance of your faith. What is the substance of your faith? What is the material object that God can hold? To bring to pass what you are believing from him. That is why Hebrews chapter 1 explains the issue about faith. I don't know whether I will reach there today. Like I'll prove to you that just quoting Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things what? Hope for the evidence of things not seen. So I have faith. It is useless. It is useless. 
quoting that scripture and stands for our faith. It is useless. And very soon we are going to see in the Bible people who have faith and what they did before their faith produced results. Let's look at our first reference of genuine faith or active faith. Faith which is not fake. Let's read Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. He said to them, because of your little faith. So Jesus was going to give the reason why people have little faith. Or people don't have faith. Or people's faith are fake. For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. That means if your faith is little. You will say to this mountain, notice it. If you have faith, Jesus didn't end there. Say, if you have faith, number one, you will say, number two, this mountain. Number three, move from here to there. Number four, and it will move. Number five, and nothing will be impossible to you. So, about four things that you have to do in order for the faith that you have to become what? Material or productive. But in the beginning, he said, Oh, you said because you have little faith. Say, because you have faith, have faith. Yeah, I mean, have faith, have faith. And we have folks in church who have faith. I'm telling you, they had faith from the day Abraham was born up to today. They still have faith. I believe God will do something. I believe God will do something. Hey, I believe. Sometimes we preach, God will not disappoint you, God will fulfill every promise has given to your life. God will cause it to come to pass. Sometimes we say all these things, and you believe that yes, God will do it, but church. It is true we preach it, but if you don't perform the works, you are throwing dust into your spirit. And the very few years I have become a Christian, I have come to notice that most pastors have made most Christians useless. Hallelujah. Not useless as to God, but useless as to life. Because most pastors have denied the Christian the practical aspect of faith to put their hands, their mind, their life into work to produce the result that their faith is expecting. Because most of us have come to preach the spirit of the word and we have not preached the practicality of the word. Sometimes you hear most preaching is about the spirit. Of the word. Faith is believing. No, continue believing in God. Don't give up. God will do it. That is the spirit of it. But James said that continue believing all, only. Continue living in faith alone. is fake. It's dead. It's useless. Then Jesus explained to us. That if your faith is going to become effective. Then you require about four practical activity. To get it resolved. Hallelujah. Let's move on. And see what Jesus says. Number one, it says, if you have faith, you will say to this mountain, so you must see the challenge. Because faith is always to move a challenge, to overcome impossibility, to bring unseen results. If you have faith as a master seed, you will say to this mountain. If you don't see the mountain, 
how are you going to address the mountain? If you don't see the problem, if you don't see the challenge, if you don't see the barrier, if you don't see what is preventing your faith from receiving the results, you will be behind the mountain and you will be believing. And most Christians are believing behind the mountain. And the mountain will never move until you see it and say to it, Jericho war was never collapsed until Israel walked around it seven times day and night. And after that, it was not enough. They still have to shout and scream whether you have eaten or not. Whether you scream to vomit or you scream to swallow. You have to scream. You must see the challenge. This mountain. What is this mountain standing between you and your faith? What is this mountain? Hallelujah. What is that impossibility? What is that challenge? Which is standing, which is challenging your faith so that even though you believe, but still you are struggling to overcome. You must see it. Number two, has the ability. Say that you can say you have the ability if you have faith. You will say to this mountain. Every genuine faith has what? Divine ability to overcome. Every true faith has a requisite supernatural ability to overcome. It's seated inside of you. It's like if you see the mountain, you can say to the mountain. All of a sudden, a jargon is in the world. Yes, we can do. Yes, we can do. Because Obama said, yes, we can do. Amen. So, faith has the ability. You can say, listen, if you have the faith and you see the challenge, the moment you identify the challenge standing between you and your faith, it means that the ability to overcome it is inside of you. If you can see it, it means the ability is inside of you. You can do it. But you, you, most of us are refusing to make use of the ability. And I don't want to go back and talk about what we did. About laziness, procrastination, and excuses. The natural resistance. I don't want to go back and talk it. But sometimes we know that this is what I want. This is the challenge before me. And I have what it takes to overcome it. But we are refusing to do it. Like, like when I start talking about characteristics of faith. And I'm, I'm talking about unproductive faith. You see, the, the man at the pool of Bethesda. He said, this is the pool. When an angel falls into it, anybody who falls in it will be healed. He knows, the problem I have is how to fall in it. That is the challenge. And for 38 years, even if every day he just jump one, every day, cripple. So every day, let him do like this. Every day, like this. By 38 years, he would have done this. If I was him, I would be lying in the water and my head on top of so the moment the angel entered, after all, my feet is already in it. Hallelujah. But he was sitting there. He has seen the mountain. He had the ability. But he said, nobody is helping me. Genuine faith does not look for external assistance. Genuine faith has the ability to do inside of you. Amen. Number three, attempts to overcome the challenge. He said, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. You will say to it, you will make an attempt. 
you make an attempt. You don't tell me you have faith and you are sitting down making no attempt. You are not trying anything, attempting anything. You make an effort and let it fail. At least you've made some. Hallelujah. At least. I believe strongly. After Abraham was able to impregnate Hagar, he had some confidence that, eh, at least, even though it was wrong, but he now said, wow, I can. Wow. I see. Wow. Because at that time, Abraham was around 85, 88 thereabouts. So Ishmael is 12 years older than Isaac. So about 80 something years, Abraham could impregnate Hagar. He said, wow. I see. Now I'm there. So he went back and said, God, you, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. I'm very, very sorry. I repented. Now I believe. And God accounted unto him as what? Faith. The moment he said, now I believe, he was telling God, God, I am ready to perform it with my wife. He made the attempt. You must make an attempt. Don't say that me, where I am, I, I cannot go to school again. And you know that the, your next promotion is connected to your next qualification. Hallelujah. Me, now, I don't think I can marry again. But you know that you still have every flair of becoming a wife, becoming a husband. Hallelujah. Make the attempt. One good thing about faith is when you make the attempt, God will bring the results. He said you say to this mountain, move. And church, you and I know that you can never go and stand before a mountain and tell mountain, mountain, move. And the mountain will move. Even, I have never seen the greatest magician moving mountain. Those who think they have all the juju powers in the world. They should come and stand before a mountain and move it. None of them. The only person who, who can move mountains is God. Hallelujah. Number four, continue in possibility thinking. He said that, and nothing will be impossible to you. So he's talking about how you are thinking about the situation. Today, <laughs> I know I'll make it. <laughs> Tomorrow, hey, so this thing, power will it work. Hey, this thing, it's not easy, oh, Charlie. This thing, look at A, B, C, D. It's not easy. You, you see, you, we think it's possible for one time. Another time, we stop thinking that it's possible. But if you have faith, you will never stop thinking possibility. Every day, you see that word, it's possible. You say to this mountain and you will know that nothing will be impossible. People who have faith does not know it is impossible. Listen, the fact that it is impossible now does not mean that it's going to be impossible always. Hallelujah. There were certain things, certain prayers. When I was a young Christian, I, I, I was praying and I was praying. Today, I don't pray. There are certain things if I want from God. Those days I'll go seven days fasting, praying and calling. Today when I want those things from God, sometimes I just have a, a short, I don't even, I just sit down on my table, quiet, and just talk to God. God, I need this and that and that and that. And I think I need it by the end of the week. Because it has to be done this and that and that and that. Thank you that I have it. If I pray that on Monday, 
when I'm going to sleep on Monday evening, I say, God, thank you that tomorrow I'm getting it. I wake up Tuesday morning, Father, okay, thank you that I'm getting it. The evening, thank you that I'm getting it. But while I'm saying it, then I'm looking in the physical realm. Who is the possible candidate that I can think of, even though it might not be that person, but I am making the attempt. And sometimes out of the blue, you see that people, somebody will show up. Oh, pastor, I was just passing on and I thought of passing here. And they say, is there anything I can help to, I can do to help the project? Say, yeah, we need 10 bags of cement today. Oh, okay. How much will it cost? 300. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm coming. They run to the cash. The 300 bags of cement. Then I say, God, thank you that you have done it. Yes. Amen. There was one day we were, oh, I needed about, I think about 50 bucks or so. Then we don't know what to do. Then in the evening, it was Wednesday. I was sitting there, I said, God, tomorrow, Thursday, we need 50 bucks to get this thing down. And, and, and I don't have the money. So God, I know that hey, between now and tomorrow, you will give us 50 bucks. If you don't do it Sunday, when I stand in church, I will tell the church that we couldn't get 50 bucks of cement to continue the project. And I'll use the scripture that says that I will build my house and the gates of hell cannot. It is not Abbas who build the house. It is you. So you will build your house and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So I'll tell them that God did not provide cement. Amen. And it was around five something. I was in the office. I came out and I saw this four by four who just came and it, it stopped and it came back. And I saw this woman. She has come to church a long time. You can say, Pastor Bas, these days I've been going to Christ Temple because of my daughter. She's back from school and she's part of Christ Temple Youth Choir. And this day I say, oh, how's the project? I say, that's the project. They say, what's the challenge? I say, I need 50 bags of cement. They say, I'm coming, I'm coming. She went to the car. She, 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 she wrote a check, 50 bags of cement plus 200 Ghana. She said, the 200 for you, the 50 for the church. I said, you don't need to even talk much. So you don't need to talk much. You don't need to tell me who the 200 was. It's the prayer I made. The Bible said that the liberal soul shall be watered. How can I go and pray for... Do you know that, that how I stretch my faith within two hours? This you are paying me for the labor I made. Hallelujah. Monday morning we deposit it. And continue. I have to make attempt and continue in thinking impossibility. Some of us, we have stopped. It is not possible. It is not possible. It is not possible. The way I am. And, 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 and the funniest of it is some of us, we look at our age and determine whether it's possible or not. Hallelujah. Anytime you left your age to determine your fates, you are being the most wicked person. Hallelujah. So, let's move on. Where am I? Genuine faith has a lot to do Physically than spiritual. Genuine faith. It has always a lot to do. With physical than what? Spiritual. A lot. To do. So if somebody has faith. The person has a lot to do. Physical than spiritual. So if you have faith. It is not a matter of sitting down and believing. It is a matter of doing a lot. Hallelujah. Just believing in God is a religious culture. Just sitting down and I believe, I believe it's a religious culture. The Muslims believe in Allah. The Buddhists believe in Buddha. 
The Shintoists believe in Shinto. The Ekanka believes in their... Amen. The Okonfo believe in that river God. So everybody believing is a culture of religion. So you sitting down and say, I believe, I also believe in God. It's one of the who doesn't believe in God. Even the fetish priest. Hallelujah. But a Christian, we don't only believe, but we practice what we believe. We practice what we believe. So if you believe that you can move a mountain, then start moving the mountain. If you have to take Sophie and go and stand under the mountain and start digging it, go. One day, somebody will come and buy the land and bulldoze the mountain for you. Hallelujah. So, fake faith only believes in hope. And genuine faith always does with hope, believing God for the result. That's the difference. People with fake faith, all they do is they believe. They always believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Me, I believe. Me, I believe. I'll prosper before I die. I believe God will bless me before I die. I believe things will work for me before I die. I think it is fake. But those with genuine faith, they are always doing. In hope. So they are doing and believing that God will do it. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Let's see something in a little of proactive faith. How do you work on your faith even before the results come so that it doesn't become faith? And you know, how many of you have received a pro forma invoice before? You know a pro forma invoice? I'm going to buy this hanky. I don't really know how much it costs. And my money is not very sure. So I go to the company. They give me a receipt to, for me to have a pre-knowledge of how much this thing is cost. So that I come and plan and budget myself. And then go and buy it. That is what we call a little, a little pro forma invoice. So pro forma faith or proactive faith is what must you do ahead of time. How must you believe ahead of time? So that you can have what you want to have. That is what you are talking about. Yeah, hallelujah. And every Christian must have one. I want us to read a little. Um, do I have to read? No. You all know it. How many of you know the, the story about the ten virgins? Five wise virgins. Five foolish virgins. Everybody knows. If you don't know about the ten virgins. It means you didn't go to Sunday school. The five wise virgins, which we call them wise, they practice proactive faith. Having the knowledge of the results, faith will deliver and working towards it. That is about faith. I know that if I do ABC, this is what I'm going to get. I have the knowledge of what the results I'll get if I do what the works of faith require from me. So that you do it. Amen. So the wise virgins, they practiced that. The Bible said, they were all going to meet what? Sunday school. They were going to meet who? They were going to meet who? They were going to meet bridegroom. Have you been to a wedding and the 
bride is late. The bride is late. And you get angry. And the groom is seated. Somebody say arrow. In the Bible, it was the groom which was late. And the bride was in the house, in the church, waiting. So in weddings, the man is traveling to the woman's home to come and marry. So they don't expect to come. And for the woman whom we are coming to the house, you are late. That is why we get angry. Hallelujah. The Bible said that while they were waiting, the groom, the groom to the late was not easy. I haven't seen a wedding that a groom can be late 12 hours. He was late from 6 to 12. He was late 12 to 6 p.m. He was late 6 p.m. to 10 in the night before the groom came. Why? Maybe he was crossing and connecting a flight. But the Bible said that the five virgins, they did something that made them to succeed in something that they were chasing. Hallelujah. The first thing they did was what? They had concrete hopes. They had a hope that was not going to be deterred, diluted, frustrated by anyone. They hoped to see the bridegroom and was not ready for anything to dash their hope. If you have hope, you have faith, you must have a concrete hope. That is why he said that the substance of things hope for. If you don't hope for it, your faith can never be strong. Can never be concrete. You must hope and because they hope for it, they were not ready for anything. Hallelujah. Some of us, we have faith. We are trusting God for whatever, whatever, but our hope is shallow. We don't have concrete. They did everything necessary to get their hopes accomplished. Hallelujah. There were also other five, we call them foolish. They had hope, but their hopes were not concrete. What are some of the things that if they were going to see the bride, there were some few challenges that they were going to encounter. But we shall come there. Amen. concrete hope. The second thing was what? They planned. You are looking at proactive faith. You must have hope to accomplish something. If your faith is going to be genuine, there should be something you must have what? Hope to accomplish. In this life, what are the things you have strong hope that you must get? In this life, what are the things that you have put before you that this thing I must get it? God, I believe in him that I must get this. Some of us, we have no hope. We have no concrete hope. And because we have no concrete hope of anything, we have no planning. We have no planning. We are just living. Hallelujah. The Bible said that they plan against expected failure. That could prevent them from achieving. Because they know that this is what we want. We must see the bridegroom. Not only that, we must be part of the wedding. That was, that, that was their hope. Not only seeing, you see, the five foolish virgins, they also saw the bridegroom. But they were not part of the wedding. In life, 
The joy is not only seeing your vision, but accomplishing your vision. It is not only having hopes, but fulfilling your hopes. It is not only entertaining yourself with the beauty of your aspirations, but celebrating the testimony of your aspirations. Because they have high hopes, they plan, they know that there was going to be a possible challenge that will come. Every faith has a challenge. Every hope has a challenge. Every human being has a challenge. Listen, if God gives you faith, faith is not without challenge. The greatest challenge you have in life is the result of the faith you have. That is why he said that if you have faith as little as a master faith, you say a mountain. The, the least challenge of a little faith is a mountain. That is what Jesus said. That if your faith is as little as a master seed, the challenge you will encounter is a mountain. What about if your faith is wrong? You want to become a president? The man who wants to become a secretary is fighting a mountain challenge. The one who wants to become a, secret, a, 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 a high court judge, a speaker of parliament, a president, a vice president, a ruler of nations, of cities, a man who's going to lead people. You are going to lead souls and you want to hold, have a challenge of what? A one-bedroom landlord. And I have a challenge. I'm going to solve challenges in the house. My landlord. Your landlord has what? One bedroom without toilet, without bath. And that landlord will come every day. Hey, next month, leave. And then you come to church. Hey, I bind him. You are binding a landlord of one bedroom without toilet and bath. What about if you become a president and 28,000 people are asking you for electricity? Hello? If you know the faith you carry, you will prepare and plan for the challenge that is possible to come ahead. Hallelujah. They know that this Vision, this faith we carry, this hope we carry, the possible challenge that will come at two, lateness and darkness. No matter what it, it is, the following day, however time that they will come, we will see, we want to see and we shall see it. They plan to make sure that they succeed in seeing their vision physical. Hallelujah. So the major remedy will be light. So they plan on how to sustain their light. If you have faith as little as a master seed, you will say to this mountain, if you have faith as little as a master seed, know that there's a mountain and you should be gathering the stability and the ability to overcome it. Hallelujah. You are thinking, oh, and I'm going to get married next year. I'm going to get married next year. I'm going to get married next year. You better start thinking, what is the possible challenges in marriage? And start planning to, uh, for it. Hallelujah. As you go into it, and the mountain will show it here, and it will collapse on you. You run away. They started planning for it. What are the plans you are putting in place? To overcome the challenge before you hope. What are the plans you have laid? Amen. From day one. 
As soon as we said next year we are moving to this place, we started putting plans in, here, in place. Make sure that whatever it is, every challenge that will come, we'll be able to contain it. The moment they say the machine is, is struggling to cut the metal, we have turned to the next. Now let's put aside this metal works. So by Friday, if still the machine is not going to move on, we move metal works people on site. Fast. Even though they will take a bit longer, but by 31st, at least we will have trusses on our head and we have light and we can fix everything so that by January we can complete everything. How to overcome the challenge. You don't sit down and say that. Listen, faith does not believe in hopes. Faith is working. I told you believing in hope is what? Faith, faith. God is not moved because you have faith or you have hopes. He said that the faith of the righteous shall not be despair. The hopes shall not be despair. Your hope can never be despair. But hope is complete when faith has worked. It works. Number three, number two, three, then we, we close for today. Preparation. If you're going to have a proactive faith, you have to prepare. You have to prepare. They prepare for what it will take them to get their hopes accomplished. They prepare. We must prepare materially for what we hope to achieve. You have to prepare. I've been telling you a little bit about myself and how I got to this far and how I came to this far. You have to prepare. The miracle is not a spirit. The miracle is a physical material. And you must prepare yourself. If you need mental preparation, prepare it. Physical preparation, presentation. If you need whatever, you must prepare. The people prepared materially. Listen, they needed oil more than lights. Even though they plan on how to sustain their lights. Because it is lights that can keep them through the night. But if the lights can keep burning, there must be oil. So oil became the most important commodity for their vision to be accomplished than light. Hallelujah. Some of us, we are looking for the lights and we are not preparing to get the oil. We want the big picture. We want to be on the scene. Sometimes you see people who have sing one song. And then you are in the office and they knock. And they come. Pastor, you see, I have a demo. A demo. I'm looking for a, a, a product, a, pro, a producer. And I say, which, which song? You know, Pastor, I'm this and that and that. I have a vision and I'm... And they'll talk. And I, sometimes I receive it. I put it and I listen. I say, ah, so... It's one. He said, yes. And you need a producer. I said, so what makes you think that I'll produce you? He said, pastor, you know the youth. You have to support the youth and this thing. I said, so, so, so how do, what do you want me to do? Yeah, pastor, so I want to support me so that at least I can produce a lot and then sell and this thing. And then I will move so that we can go on partnership and this thing. I said, really? You want to come and do a partnership and then and sometimes when you're asking how do I produce you? You know, you have to be CD, I have to go on radio, I have to go on TV. I go to I say, do, do you see me on TV? Do, do you see me on TV? Do, do you do you hear me on radio? You want to go one demo, you want to. And this song, who tells you that people will buy this song? Go and work for the oil. Go and work for that. When you come on TV, you can sustain yourself on TV. 
Go and work on that. That when you come on radio, you can sustain yourself on radio. Hallelujah. You don't run there. And when you go there, one demon on the waves will hit you. And that's the end. They will not hear of you again. Do you think you just get up and enter into the waves? They will mafia you one. You become crippled the rest of your life. And you don't understand. You never understand. Because church, we don't rush ourselves into the limelight. Hallelujah. We take our time. The Bible said that when a light is lighting, they carry it onto the top of what? The mountain. He didn't say that you put the light on top of the mountain and you lighten it. You lighten it and you carry it. There's a process. It must be lightened down. It must be carried and climbed the mountain and put it up. Some of us, we don't want to light it down. We want to go up and see it brighter. You will die. If your light can sustain the wind, the, 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 the waves of climbing the mountain, if it still continues to burn when it gets to the top, the heavy wind cannot quench it. You need to sustain yourself with the oil. They needed oil more. So they worked to make sure that they got oil and took enough oil. What is the oil for your light? What is the oil that will sustain your lights for you to get the vision? What is the oil? What is the source? What is the source of hope? What is the source of strength? We are only sitting down believing that we are going to become big. We are going to become great. We are going to become this. We are going to become that. What is the preparation that are you putting in place? Listen to me. If you have a vision or you have a faith, every hour of your life counts. Because you are not retrogressing in age. You are growing. Very soon when you cut 45 and you have not made any attempt of your vision, God will displace you. Because the years are running fast and the generations who are coming are wicked. And God must get, make sure that he get people to arrest them and he is not waiting for old men and women who can no longer shout or run. Because on the latter days, people are running onto the top of the Mount Zion to go and ask of God. The Lord, and he's not waiting for people who can not climb mountains. That is why if you have the faith today, work on it while there's still sunshine. Uh, Solomon said, in your youth, look for your God, find your God, serve your God while you are still in your youthful age. This is the time that you have the strength, you have to prepare yourself for that hope, that faith that you have. You don't wait until you become old. Listen to me, what I am do, I, I'm doing now, I, I remember 10 years back, I could do better than this. Hallelujah. I could stand and pray 12 hours. Today, I can't. It's not that I'm married, but my strength. Sometimes I sit down and my distance, when I go to hospital, I say that, Pastor, you are growing. So things are not as they say. There are certain things you can no longer do them. And I ask myself, so if I had not labored when I was 30, up to about 35, up to 40, to make sure that I have come this far by now, what could I have done? Where would I have been the strength? What could I have done? Hallelujah. If I get the invitation to stand before a congregation to preach and pray for two hours, if I had not built myself with that stamina, with that prayer ability, with that strength, then I can't do it today. And the opportunities will come, but they will go. You must prepare yourself before God displays you. Hallelujah. When Elijah thought he had it all, he said, God, you know, all of them are dead. 
He slept with me. God said, please don't joke. You yourself, I'm about to displace you. He said, God, what are you talking about? He said, yes, I have a last assignment for you. Go and anoint Jehu. And after anointing Jehu, get yourself ready to the Jordan because I'm ending with you. You are finished. Your strength can no longer do. Fear has entered you now. When I first called you, you were as bold as a lion. But today, you are even afraid of Jezebel. And I can no longer deal with people who are afraid of women who threaten their faith and their life. If you are afraid of human beings who are threatening your life, the Bible says that we shouldn't be afraid of them who can kill the flesh but cannot kill the spirit. But we should be afraid of God who can destroy both the flesh and the spirit. But here you are, you are afraid of women, a little, a young, small girl. You are afraid. And you are running away. You are hiding in hope and in faith that I will come and rescue you. Come out. Eat this cake. Walk 40 nights and 40 days. Go anoint Jehu. Jehu. Jehu will kill Jezebel for me. Elijah will continue your prophetic mandate. I'm taking you to heaven. Some of us, we should be careful. God will take us prematurely. Because we are sitting down. Because we are faith. I believe. I believe. I'm telling you. If you don't make any effort, if you are below, below 45, at 45, I'm telling you, your strength will be growing weaker. Those of us who are above 45, we are like Abraham who have just been called. We must rise up and walk to the distance to the promised land and build an altar for God so that when God comes for us, Isaac is there to continue the prosperity. Isaac is there to continue the faith. Isaac is there to continue the vision. We shouldn't sit down and say that I've grown, I've grown, I've grown. We have grown, but when we hear death, we run away. You don't welcome it. So as long as you want, you don't need death, it means that there's something inside of you still to offer in this life. And don't sit down by it. Rise up and cause it to be so that future generation can build on it. Prepare your oil. Hallelujah. Prepare your oil. Build your oil. Gather your oil so that you can sustain your life and your life. Because one day, church, if you really have that vision, if you really have that hope, you will be on top of the mountain. God will give you the opportunity to come on the limelight. But I've seen people who come on the limelight one month. That is the end. People have come out powerful testimonies, powerful political ambitions, powerful gospel music, powerful hip life music, powerful athletes. You can think of them. Less than a month or so, that was the end. And you can see people who carry potential and they never materialize to anything. All the reason is they refuse to prepare to get the oil to sustain them. 